You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Don't Stop Us Now. I'm Claire Hatton. And I'm Greta Thomas. This show is all about sharing inspiration, uplifting stories, and practical career advice from innovative, original thinking, and pioneering women from around the world. You can find us here every second week, or why not sign up at don'tstopusnow.co so you never miss a show. Plus, you'd make our day if you could rate or review us. It really gives us a boost in more ways than one. It sure does. Now it's time for this week's show. Hello and welcome to a pretty special episode because today we're celebrating Don't Stop Us Now's fifth birthday. Five years old. Can you believe that, Gret? (laughs) No, it's just ridiculous how fast time has gone. I mean, that is crazy. Think about all that's happened in the past five years as well. You know, for example, when we launched back in 2018, no one would have dreamt about how our world would be upended in less than two years' time with the pandemic, for example. No, exactly, exactly. You know, and just a few months after we launched in 2018, a 15-year-old climate activist, Greta Thunberg, skipped school to protest outside Parliament. Yeah. You know, and look at the change that she's been able to galvanise in the world in the last five years. Amazing. And thank goodness, because look at the number of extreme climate events we've experienced. Yes, since then, it's been a bit brutal, depending on where you live, of course. And we had this amazing, crazy bushfires in late 2019 in Australia, for example. Yeah, they were very full on. And then, you know, we've had massive political changes around the world, from the defeat of Donald Trump to the demise of Boris Johnson in the UK to the Ukraine war and the happy rise of the teal independence in Australia, including Zali Stegall, who's just been on the show. Yeah, no, exactly. And of course, you know, tech has continued its crazy evolution, you know, and we've probably seen less about the metaverse and blockchain than one might have expected way back in 2018 when this podcast launched. But we've certainly lately heard oh so much more about artificial intelligence, haven't we? Yeah, we certainly have. And whichever way you look, The past half decade has been pretty action-packed. And so has our podcast. Indeed it has. And, you know, when we reflected on the five years of amazing conversations and amazing women we've been so privileged to meet, we discovered that from London to Bangkok, Silicon Valley to Costa Rica and Sydney, there are just universal challenges that these amazing women have shared and that they've faced. Yeah. But by working their way through these challenges, they've found their way to success. It's not actually magic. Um, They've just buckled down and worked on the problem. Yeah, 
it's been really fascinating, you know, stepping back and reflecting on, you know, what are the common themes we've heard over the past five years with our amazing guests. And so today we've decided we're going to share the five challenges that keep cropping up again and again with many, many, many of our guests and importantly share just a little bit about how we can all get through those challenges even when we face them. And the very first challenge that we wanted to share with you is that old hoary chestnut of <laughs> believing your inner critic, you know, that voice inside your head that undermines you. Now, here at Don't Stop Us Now, we call that inner critic your evil DJ because it plays negative soundtracks that are just not constructive in any way, shape, or form. Now, your evil DJ can manifest itself in different ways. It can second guess ourselves, you know, oh no, I couldn't possibly do that, could I? It can compare ourselves, you know, he or she is way better than that at me. Why would I even put my hat in the ring for that? Or imposter syndrome, you know, it's a fluke. I've got promoted to this level. I'm going to get found out sooner or later. Or that old classic, oh, I'm not ready yet. All of these things, they're not necessarily factual and they're certainly not constructive to be saying to ourselves over and over again. But what became apparent is that not blindly accepting your inner narrative is a key thing all our podcast guests have realized. And it's an ongoing task as well. You know, it never really ends. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So we want to introduce one of our really early guests, actually, Mm. um, Rachel Botsman, who's an author, speaker and a trust expert. Even though she's been to both Oxford and Harvard universities. And is a world-class professional speaker and TED speaker. Yeah, absolutely. She talks about how she would still compare herself unfavorably to others. Here she is. Even though I've been to those schools, my inner critic would say, you're really young or someone else has three degrees or better degrees or the degrees are more work experience. Like that, that's always going. So I think whatever you have, it will always hold you back if you compare yourself to other people. So you can kind of create the benchmarks that matter. Yeah, that comparison soundtrack that so many of us have, I know it's one that I do, is so unhelpful. And Rachel's right. We should be focusing on our own progress and benchmarks, you know, or as Oprah Winfrey says, and I love this because it's so simple, you can only run your own race, stay in your own lane. You know, don't look at what others are doing. So important. Yeah, exactly. You know, we want to share now a soundbite from another of our actually very early guests, Audette Excel, who's an investment banker. She's a founder of a top tier corporate advisory business, but importantly, this amazing not-for-profit called Adara. And she's a Forbes hero of philanthropy. It's incredible what she does. But what she shares, and these days she's also, by the way, on the board of one of the biggest banks in Australia. And what she shares is no matter how senior you get, you still can hear these negative soundtracks by that evil DJ, but you just have to learn to deal with them and not let these negative soundtracks affect your mindset. Here's how Audette handles this. Here she is. 
Now I'm older. I hear that voice, you know, the voice. I still hear it. I walk into a Suncorp board meeting and I still look around the room and go, oh, my God, why am I here? I should have read that paper more closely. Gee, I hope that's not a stupid question. He knows a lot more about this than I do. I still noisy. Yeah. Noisy. Yeah. And But now I know, I, I've identified the voice. So I'd say to it, oh, hello, voice of 2,000 years of oppression. I am not going to listen to you. I absolutely love what Odette said then. It's hilarious. It's just a slam dunk of a quote, if you ask oh, me. Oh, it certainly is. It certainly is. It, you know, it's one that actually we've used many times because yeah. it's just so brilliant. So, well, let's just talk really briefly about a quick tip about yes. how you can actually manage that. You know, essentially, we have to learn to manage our mindset and ensure that we talk to ourselves and that the stories that we form about our experiences are really, you know, positive. It's a why elite athletes all have sports psychologists because mindset is absolutely everything. Yeah, it really is. You know, you can't perform well if your mindset is undermining you. We all have to channel Audette. You know, that's what I do in a board meeting anyway. And really not believe our thoughts because no matter how compelling they are, our thoughts are just not necessarily facts. Couldn't agree more. So the first lesson from our podcast is manage your mindset. And it's so foundational. It really is. Now, the second challenge that we found kept cropping up amongst our guests over the years is the desire to stay in your comfort zone, but knowing you've got to break through if you want to achieve anything that's important to you. And of course, if we listen to our evil DJs more often and believe what those thoughts and those narratives tell us, we are more likely to stay in our comfort zones. You know, our brain's natural reaction when we're faced with trying something new or unfamiliar is typically to feel discomfort and often fear. And a typical thought at that moment in time is, oh no, I wouldn't, I'm not ready yet to go for that kind of role. Now, we want to share the former chief storyteller for Google's X, the Moonshot Factory. Her name's Courtney Hone. And now Courtney is um, a moonshot and innovation advisor, but she was at the X um, Moonshot Factory for many, many years. She shares here how she overcame that hesitance when kind of presented with something new to try. And she believes it was all grounded in sort of like imposter syndrome. Here's Courtney. I suffer from imposter syndrome probably more than anyone around me would guess. In fact, I've started telling people that, look, I have imposter syndrome too, because Love that. I, yeah, because I, I found a way through it. I think a lot of women feel like they're not ready yet because so many women are very nuanced thinkers, very strategic thinkers. They're deeply sensitized to the complex web of relationships and kind of personal interactions that's a part of any business. And I think they see that complexity and they think, I'm not ready yet. I think men tend to just go, I'm going in, I'm going all in, it's my time. And I think women are like, oh, it's not my time yet. That's so true, isn't it? You yeah. know, that really resonates. The fact that, you know, men go all in, but women say, isn't my time yet. You know, to this day, I sort of kind of think, I just need to do this course on you know, generative AI, for example, or whatever it might be before I do something. We have these kind of, 
yes, after I do this, then I can do that. I know, you know, it's so true. But, you know, to be honest, it's understandable because our brains are wired this way. You know, everybody's brain is wired this way, but socially as women, I think we are more risk adverse Mm. generally than men. Real generalization, but, but you know, the brain basically is said to have five times more neurons that are searching for threat than they are looking for reward. Yeah. Which means that we, you know, we overemphasize those threats and we actually have to focus a bit more on the ward. And in fact, you know, the one thing that really sets our successful leaders apart was their history of taking action despite the fear. And let's hear from an amazing guest, Lindley Edwards, who is an investment banker and a chair of a number of startups. And she talks about actually the power of fear. All of us have fear. I don't know anyone who doesn't have fear. And and if it's not what you're trying to do, it doesn't have an element of fear. It often means it's not big enough for you. And when I say that, is that the fear makes you feel alive. But the fear is in the ancients, this is why I like the ancients, fear comes out of the same root of language as fear, like wayfare. Fear is your way. It's like doing the path for you. And if you look at there are two great fears that all human beings have. One is, is that I will be abandoned. So life will leave me behind, I'll be left on my own or I'll be left out. And the other one is fear of overwhelm, that I'm not good enough and able enough for what is thrown at me. So we've all got those fears in operation and I don't know anyone who doesn't and it's like how do you get fear to work with you and how do you see it as a way of you know showing you the way. Lindley is so philosophical, isn't she? Oh, incredible. Yeah, she's one of the most well-read and diversely read people I think I know. It's so interesting though, you know, so if fear is our way, then how do we follow the fear rather than do what's completely natural and that is shy away from it? Well, you know, starting before you're ready is all very well in theory. How do you make it easier to take that first step if you don't feel ready? I want to share now another amazing podcast guest. Her name is Caroline Issa, and she is CEO of the London-based Tank Group, which publishes a quarterly amazing sort of fashion and culture magazine, also has a consulting and advisory business for luxury brands. And Caroline is quite the fashion style icon in her own right too, but she's also really put herself out there. And here she is talking about, you know, how she thinks about this. I think I would say you're a highly capable person. What's the worst that can happen? If you're interested in this, why not try it, you know, and put your heart and soul into it. And if you're passionate about it, something good will come out of this, whether it's a learning, whether it's a beautiful product. You know, I just think People have to say yes more often. I think people have to take themselves out of the boxes that we sort of put ourselves in. You know, I think that's a brilliant tip to get through this. You know, what's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah. It's really, really powerful. But I think you can actually take that even further because you remember what I said about looking for the threats Mm. 
and how we're five times more inclined to be looking for threats. And we really need to be focusing more on the rewards. So this next step is actually a really good one, which is once you've done what's the worst thing that could happen, you then also think about and ask yourself, what's the best thing that could happen? Yeah. And getting the worst thing that could happen out of your head onto paper really helps you get things into perspective. And then asking yourself the best thing that could happen. Also then make sure you even up those kind of scales and that you take into account you know, the potential opportunity that you're not putting enough emphasis on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, there was another podcast guest, professional speaker, Holly Ransom, Mm -hmm. who did this fantastic experiment, which, I mean, I just don't know how she did this. So every single day, so 365 days of one year, she committed to doing something that scared her. Yeah, it's so incredible. It's amazing. You should really, it's worth worth listening to that podcast just for that story. I think that's a great thing. So what she was doing, she was actually training herself to step into discomfort. And as the year went on, I think she got more and more comfortable with stepping into that fear. Well, that's right. It's like kind of building a muscle, isn't it? The more you get used to exercising that muscle of taking action despite feeling fears of uncertainty, hesitancy, or, you know, fear, even though we often don't label it as fear at the time, we might say it's stressful. The more you do it, the easier it gets to be able to break through those things. I did love that exercise. So the challenge of number two was, you know, staying in your comfort zone. And the lesson is take action before you feel ready. So let's move on to challenge number three. Let's do that. So challenge number three, being heard in a man's world. Uh huh. You know, what with unconscious bias and social norms and stereotypes, we all have to work on being heard, you know, because ultimately, it is a man's world or it has been. It's certainly becoming much more of a woman's world. But, you know, it's often not easy, particularly if you are the only woman in the room. And it's one reason that CEOs bring us in to work with their women leaders. Yeah. Is really, you know, to help women be heard in a man's world. Because yes. unfortunately, we can't change the fact at the moment that it's a man's world. And those CEOs are enlightened enough to also realise they want more senior female leaders. Yeah. And actually, the only way to do that, actually, you know, for it not to be a man's world is to get more of those women around the table. So, you know, one of our guests, Martha Lane Fox, who's actually a baroness and the co-founder of early.com business, lastminute.com. She also sits in the House of Lords and is on the board of Chanel. Quite the underachiever, really. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely underachiever. She's an amazing woman. Actually, one of the one of the most memorable interviews, I think, for me, anyway. Absolutely, no, profound and truly inspiring. If you haven't heard her conversation with us, it was about a year or so ago. Oh no, I think it was a bit longer. Yeah, it's amazing how time flies. You really should listen to it because her story, her life story, is pretty unbelievable. Yeah, it really is. And so, you know, even someone as accomplished and high profile as Martha still struggles to be heard in a room full of men. Here's Martha. We're actually talking to some Australians on Monday. And, you know, it's a quite scary environment. There are a lot of men who know a lot of stuff about this subject. The interviewees were all male. The Australian High Commissioner is a man who brought some people from the High Command, all men. And I thought, just ask the question. 
don't be frightened. You know this stuff. Ask the question. Use your voice. And I feel it. And you have to just switch your confident brain on and go for it. Obviously, it doesn't help if you don't know your subject. So there is no shortcut to reading, learning, being good at what you do. And that comes from hard work and perseverance. So marry those two things together and just always feel like you have an equal right to be in the room. You know, I find it so refreshing to hear even someone as utterly accomplished as Martha is still having to push herself to do this. Uh, You know, it just doesn't go away, all these feelings. They're so kind of human nature, but she's so right. If you're invited to a meeting, then you clearly have a right to be in the room. And of course, then that means you probably need to participate and you need to know your stuff, as Martha says. And knowing your stuff means you do need to prepare a bit. The other thing, and I just touched on it, is that if you are in a meeting, you mustn't stay silent because it kind of means that you're not contributing, you're not exercising your right to be there. And it's very important from the point of view of being seen to be a, an active contributor, adding value and the like. I want to introduce to you now an amazing podcast guest, someone I worked with at McKinsey many decades ago, and she's now one of the most senior women in corporate America. And her name is Q Delara, and she is EVP and president of Medtronic Diabetes in the U.S., Q moved to the US nearly 20 years ago and has had a phenomenal career. Here's her advice on how to be heard in a man's world and master the meeting. No matter how intimidating that meeting is, my advice is whether it's a board meeting or, you know, big business review or some something like that, within the first 15 minutes, make one comment or ask one question. Because if you do that, you'll break the ice for yourself and you won't be anxious about not speaking. The longer the meeting goes when you haven't said anything, then you're really invisible to the group and no one knows that you're really there. So it's important that your presence is felt. Yeah, I mean, I really love that advice. It's super important. Yeah, it really is. I agree. And when you think about how successful Q's been in corporate America, you know, she's a five foot you know, very small, Asian, Australian woman, incredible. She's also probably, I would say, more on the introvert side than the extrovert side. Absolutely. All of these characteristics, she's had to learn and build and develop over time. And she has done so phenomenally successfully. And in fact, I remember her saying when we were speaking with her, you know, that she used to hate speaking, but now like sort of in a public sense, public speaking, but now she actually has come to really enjoy it. It just goes to show you build a muscle enough and then it becomes way more comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so onto our team. Tip. Well, we've, we've actually really heard a few tips, mm. but one of the most important things we feel is to be able to feel confident enough to speak up and get the best out of your meetings. As we said earlier, you need to prepare, you know, and a routine that can make all the difference is setting aside five to 10 minutes every morning to look over your meetings for the day and reflect on, you know, what do you want to achieve and what are the key points that you want to make. If you do that, you'll be in a much, much stronger position to be able to come across as really confident. So the challenge is being heard in a man's world. 
And the lesson is to learn how to master the meeting. Here, here. Now, the fourth challenge, which we found has been almost universally tackled by the women we've spoken with, is trying to do it all. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Coming with that means having to let go. I'm talking to you now, Greta Thomas. Having to let go of those unrealistic expectations we can all put on ourselves. Thinking of your to-do list right now, anybody? I know I'm thinking of mine. You know, and research shows that women are also more likely to be perfectionists, which can really compound those kind of expectations of what we can achieve in any given day or week or month. It can be quite a burden. And I want to share with you now an amazing podcast guest. Her name is Tina Sharkey. These days, she's a startup advisor, board director, and mentor to many um, people in Silicon Valley. She's the former founder or co-founder and co-chair of the FMCG Disruptor Brandless in the US. She's had an amazing career. Here's Tina talking about managing your expectations about what's possible. You can't be great in the kitchen and great on the floor with your kids and great in the office. Like there just aren't that many hours in the day. And so if I had to reduce that to a thought, I would say like, don't sweat the small stuff because it just doesn't matter in the end. So, you know, don't sweat the small stuff is Tina's advice. But, you know, really the fact is, is that particularly if you have a family or you're a carer, you know, it is really hard. You do have a lot on your plate. And so the absolute crucial thing we feel is actually being able to ask for help. You know, it's one of those things that sometimes we as women find really hard to do. But our podcast guests who we've spoken to who are so successful over and over, they've said that the key has been their ability to ask for help, whether that's ask for help with their partner or their family or actually bringing in help so that they can actually be able to do more of the things that they want to do, more of the priorities, particularly from a work sense. Yeah. And then in the work environment, I think you can translate that ask for help to really push yourself to delegate. Yeah. Uh, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you can't be perfectionist about everything being done to the exact uh, way or standard you'd like. I mean, is it one of the really important tasks, for example? What can you delegate? And you know, the odds are we're probably none of us delegate enough. That's absolutely right. So the challenge is trying to do it all. And the lesson is being a bit more realistic about how much you can actually do and asking for help. So on to challenge number five, our last one. Yay. And this is all about lasting the distance. And it's really about realizing that your career and your success are a marathon, you know, not a sprint. And it's about having the resilience and the grit to get through the good, the bad and the ugly times because that is reality. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what we see time and time again with all the amazing female leaders that we've spoken with is an acceptance that you cannot be liked by everyone. And if that's the case, you need resilience. And particularly as you get more senior and successful, 
not everyone is going to like you and you have to be able to not take that personally and keep going. We had a wonderful story shared with us by podcast guest Anne Sherry, who had a very illustrious uh, business career in Australia and these days is on the boards of uh, some of Australia's largest organisations. And at one point she had joined an Australian bank, I think it was in the 90s, and that particular bank at one of the big four in Australia still had quite a conservative approach. And she had joined from outside and she was wearing as a woman a trouser suit and was astonished to find that that was not the norm. Here she is. Men in lift scowled at us, made sidebar comments. There were names for us all. Even simple things. I remember wearing trousers to work, which I'd done for years, and people staring at me. And I'm thinking, don't they match? You know, at that moment, it's my fly under. I'm like, what is it? What have I done? Toilet paper on the shoe? Like, what is going on here? And then someone said, look around you. And then I realized the women didn't wear trousers. Wow. I mean, this is the mid nineties. This is not 1876. (laughs) And so the conservatism, and it's because women were junior. In the organization, lots of them wore uniform, which were um, mm. at that time were all skirts as well. Mm. So there wasn't even any role modeling of flexibility about what you wore. Of course, that was, you know, like a uh, red, rag, a red rag. Yeah. So I went out and bought like five pantsuits in the brightest colors I could find. <gasps> wore them every day. Oh, I have <laughs> uh, some so. of that in me. I keep that too. <laughs> so it was a very challenging environment. But of course, you've just got to find the moment where it changes and then it changes forever. And there were a few sort of critical pivot points that changed it forever. I'm sensing a theme here, you know, whether it's from the gate at the kindergarten or in the elevator at the bank wearing your trousers, of someone who is able to have a thick skin and not be deterred or undermined by thinking people are judging them negatively. How have you managed to do that? Because I think a lot of us wish we could do that more. I think for me anyway, I'm clear about who I am and what I stand for. So there's something about being strong in your own core and thinking about who you are because people staring at me, it's like, so what? (laughs) I am pretty thick-skinned about that because I think it's irrelevant. And while it's uncomfortable, doesn't influence my view of who I am and it doesn't deter me from what I think I'm doing either. And so I think at the core of that is just who are you? If other people can knock you off your perch by staring at you or saying something terrible about you, then you've got to work out who you are in that because that means you're not anchored anywhere. That is just such a great story, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it isn't that long ago that that happened, really. I know. That is also the amazing thing that, uh, you know. <laughs> you know, and it's probably so still re- happening, though. <laughs> so relatively recently that um, women couldn't wear trousers. I mean, hello world, seriously. Yeah, thank there you go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, as Anne says, your values anchor you. That is so, so important. They ground you to what's important to you personally. They sort of become the implicit foundation for action and psychological resilience. Yeah. So it's really, really important that you know those values. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's really important to use those values, but then also 
continue to have a sort of a practice of keeping things in perspective, which is something Uber global executive Julia Page has really got down to a fine art. She is amazing. You know, she I think she she's head of social impact at Uber mm. and has had a very illustrious career. Uh, she also has triplets. <laughs> so she has a huge career and she has triplets and she's gained a lot of wisdom from her experience. And here she is talking about how she learned about having perspective. In my entire career, There's one time I've ever cried at work. That was a long, long time ago. I said to myself, okay, this is work. This isn't my life. This isn't what I want written on my tombstone. And one day I was, uh, I think one of the kind of best lessons for myself was I had come home and this is when I had worked at an agency for uh, ICM for five seconds and I came home and I was like, I had a really bad day and I was living with my sister who's a doctor and who was in residency at at UCLA. And I said, you know, I had a bad day. And she goes, I had a bad day and my patient died. And in that moment, it was a lesson for me because that's a bad day. This is just a frustrating moment. That's, I find that one, it's so true and so powerful. And yet, you know, when we get busy and when we get stressed and have a really long to-do list at work, it is so easy to over-inflate the supposed importance of, you know, action item number 25 on my to-do list as if it is life or death. And just kind of having that wake-up call that Julia had, thanks to what her sister was doing in a genuine life or death kind of mode, uh, we all need to remember. Yeah. Yeah. I call that, you, you know, sort of getting up on the balcony. Yeah. And, and it's just hard to do though when you're it busy is hard and stressed and building a habit of making yourself put things into perspective. Yeah. It's valuable. So in summary, you know, that fifth challenge of lasting the distance of our long careers that often have many twists and turns and changes. It's all about knowing your values helping you get and build resilience. It's about not taking things personally and keeping work in perspective. So we started with five challenges that kept cropping up again and again across the five years of our guests. And we landed with five key important lessons and takeaways on how to navigate those challenges. You know, and The first challenge was all about listening to your inner critic. And what we have to learn to do again and again and build a habit is manage our mindsets and break the habit of believing automatically whatever narrative we're telling ourselves, even when that narrative is not constructive. We've got to break that habit. And that second challenge was very much kind of related and a flow-on effect of listening to our inner critic. And that is, you know, wanting to stay in our comfort zones. But what we have to do there is practice the muscle of taking action before we feel ready. You know, that's how we get out of our comfort zone. It's the only way to make great things happen. And the third challenge was all about being heard in a man's world. And that's all about mastering the meeting. Yeah. You know, trying to prepare for any meeting or one-on-one interaction by spending a bit of time, five to 10 minutes a day, 
reflecting on what you want to achieve. You know, that's one of the most important habits we think for leaders, well, for anyone actually, is taking time to reflect and step back. It helps you both make the most of the opportunities in meetings, but also creating opportunities because by being a little bit thoughtful beforehand about, well, yeah, what do I need to get out of this? you can often come up with new things that you may not have otherwise contributed or said. Yeah, also helps you get perspective Yes, relate, relating to number five. Mm. Um, number four was all about trying to do it all. Mm-hmm. And the key here is not being a perfectionist, learning to let it go and asking for help. Really, you know, making sure that you don't feel that there's shame in asking for help. There's actually strength in asking for help. And finally, number five was all about lasting the distance. You know, knowing that your career is a marathon, not a sprint. And so your values, being really clear about knowing your values, because they anchor you and help you not to take things personally. And then the other thing is about having perspective, you know, stepping back, getting up on the balcony, reflecting a bit and getting perspective about what is going on around you, but also on what is sustaining you. Yeah. And, you know, if we step back and think about those five kind of commonly occurring challenges and the lessons and different ways to get through those challenges, we reflect that our biggest insight is behind every success and behind every achievement that someone becomes proud of, there is a person who has learned to push through fear. So true. Yeah. That backing yourself is key to help you push through that fear. You've got to be able to manage the narratives inside your head and go, no, I've done enough preparation. What's the worst that can happen? What's the best that can happen? And give it a go. Just remember, you've got this. You can do this. Well, there you have it. The five most significant recurring themes we've heard from our five years of conversations with amazing female guests. Done and dusted. We'll be back in two weeks' time, as usual, with another fabulous guest. And if Something you heard from one of our guests today, one of their stories or one of their experiences really resonated with you. Well, then why not check out their full episode with us? We'll pop them on the show notes page, all the people that we have sound bites from in this episode. Yeah, then it's even easier to uh, hear their full stories either for the first time or the second time. And, you know, the more you listen to some of these, the more you get out of them. Well, if it's your birthday this week, like it's our birthday, happy birthday to you too. Hope you all have a great week and remember, back yourself. Ciao for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.